Welcome to The Cause and Effect, a podcast from the Winnipeg Foundation, where we talk to people about the causes they care about and the effect that it has on their lives. My name is Nolan Bicknell. For today's show, we have two guests for the price of one, both of the hosts of the Winnipeg Foundation's weekly radio program, Because Radio. Sonny Promolo and Robert Zirk join us today to talk about their wonderful work, telling good news stories of people making a difference here in Winnipeg. You can hear the show every Thursday at noon on 93.7 CJNU. But if you're outside the city, just visit becauseradio.org. I sat down with both Sonny Promolo and Robert Zirk, hosts of Because Radio, to talk about production adjustments through COVID-19, perspective they've gained speaking with so many amazing guests, and what they've got planned for the future of Because Radio. Today on the show, we have two of my colleagues from the Winnipeg Foundation, Sonny Promolo and Robert Zirk. They're the hosts and producers of the Foundation's weekly radio show, Because Radio. Uh, Sonny and Rob, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us, Nolan. Good to be here. Beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, we've been working together for, I mean, Sonny for three years, you and I, and Rob, six years, you and I, and uh, we've worked close with the radio show for a long time, and you guys have me on the show every week to promote this podcast, so, you know... Turnabout is fair play, and I had to have you on the podcast as well because uh, not only do I think the work you're doing is incredibly important, but I think it's very um, – the world kind of needs good news stories right now. But before we kind of get into everything that you guys do on the show, maybe tell our listeners what the show is all about, why you've been doing it, how long you've been doing it, and just kind of give us a breakdown of what Because Radio is all about. Rob, if you want to take that for us. Sure. So Because Radio started – officially uh, as a program in 2015. I think it was March 2015 as well. Um, before that, we were kind of testing the waters with a few little short radio, I guess, mini segments or episodes, you could call them. Um, and then it became a full, at the time, 15 minutes was a full show, mm -hmm. I think. And then we slowly started to expand to a half hour, 45 minutes, and then and then to a full hour. Um, Nolan, I'm sure you recall it well. We were both the co-hosts at that time when the when the show began. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really started, I think the foundation at that time wanted to provide more storytelling outlets and more ways to tell stories of the work that charities are doing in our city, the work that, uh, or rather the impact that generous donors are having uh, on that good work in our city. And uh, it, the foundation was involved in a few different things. Um, there was an initiative called Community News Commons, which was a citizen journalism initiative where people uh, published stories online. And there were also storytelling workshops that kind of helped to train citizen journalists uh, throughout the city. And uh, River City 360, as it was known at that time, was uh, was just another another way to uh, to tell stories um, and and to do it in a in a way that was different. Traditionally, the foundation does a lot of print media, a lot of print work. We have uh, a magazine that is published several times a year, as well as uh, the annual report would often have some some really great print stories, but um, but it was just a way to branch out and tell stories in a new way. Um, so, yeah, there were, you know, those early days. <laughs> um, 
we would go to events or reach out to organizations and just ask them a little bit about their story and ask them a little bit about the work that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though the the show has changed and evolved over that time, um, Nolan, you've kind of branched out to do the Because and Effect podcast now. Um, and Sonny's joined on as a as a full um, Sonny's joined on full time as as co-host and producer of the show as well. Um, the the um, the overall goal of the show is still the same. It, there's definitely more of a focus. We rebranded it to um, go along a little more closely with the foundation's causes campaign, where people articulate what their because is why they care about the causes that they care about. Um, so we rebranded the show uh, to kind of fit in a little bit more um, with that overall mm -hmm. campaign. But the focus at its at its core is still the same. It's just a way to it's it's a it's an outlet for the good news stories that are happening throughout Winnipeg and and shining a spotlight on charities that, sometimes don't really get that opportunity to tell their story either you know either it's just that there's so many other news stories that <laughs> there's either so much so many other stories going on um that there just isn't really enough of a focus on some of the good things that are happening or sometimes charities are just really busy doing the work that they do and and don't really have that opportunity to stop and reflect and and really share their story mm -hmm. because there's just you know organizations are are often doing so so much so yeah, yeah it's it's been a real yeah. privilege to uh to be part of the show from the beginning and to uh to have the opportunity to help share those stories well there's only so many hours in the day and when people are basically stretched thin as possible when they're running a charity like not a lot of people have time to for the marketing or for the conversations or for the interviews or for all that stuff Sonny I want to give you a chance to kind of pipe in here like you came on the show a couple years ago um you you launched an amazing segment called impact makers where you, where you talk to a great well let me let you uh describe impact makers and and why how that came about and and what you've kind of learned by doing impact makers over the last uh year and a bit absolutely so with impact makers i found that uh there was something missing uh, the foundation is great, and the people that we help and the charities, they're all amazing. But I felt that there was kind of a circle, if you know what I mean. Like, mm -hmm. we had our own little bubble in the philanthropic world, but what about everybody else in the city that is doing amazing things? What about them? Mm -hmm. And I felt we needed to have an opportunity to, you know, reach out past our little bubble and learn about the great stuff that our community is doing. Um, Winnipeg is known to be one of the most giving communities in all of Canada, and I wanted to share that. So with that said, I proposed this idea to create impact makers, people who are making an impact in our community. Uh, and through that, we've found some amazing people, heard some amazing stories, and Outright was just like, inspired by some of these stories that you hear that people mm -hmm. are doing like mm -hmm. you from you know people at this uh, retirement home knitting like winter items for those in need like mm -hmm. 
you know, people that would take sales from a cup of coffee to help a certain cause. It's just simply amazing. Yeah. Uh, the thing, the people that you meet and the things that they're doing for sure. Yeah. It's not necessarily just registered charities, like in the legal sense that are doing things. Sometimes it's businesses. Sometimes it's just citizens stepping up and helping out. Uh, how do you guys feel when you get to interview some, like, I know how I feel when I get to interview certain people who are really making a difference in the world. But when you get to talk to these people who are either running a charity or just, you know, a business owner that, that sees a, sees a need, picks a cause and wants to help out. How do you feel when you talk to them? And like, like Sunny, you mentioned inspired and inspirational, but like what emotions are going through your head when you get to talk to these impact makers in, in Winnipeg? Well, I think the first emotion is sadness. And the mm. reason for that is you find the reason why they're doing these things. And typically it's because there's a need of something, right? right. So from that though, you take, take that emotion and learn about what they're doing. And then all of a sudden you feel inspired mm -hmm. and happy and proud to be a Winnipegger, you know, just because when I was a kid, like, for example, if there's a younger person that's doing something amazing at that age, I wish I was doing something like that, you know, mm -hmm. instead of maybe playing some video games, <laughs> but yep. yeah, it's, it's, so great. Yeah, I know what you mean. Rob, same question. Like, how do you feel when you get to interview some of these real, real uh, change makers in our city? You know, it really um, reinforces what a what a caring city that we have, mm -hmm. what a giving city that we have. Um, yeah, it's it's as I mentioned, it's a it's a privilege to get the opportunity to do this program and to um to really deepen my own knowledge and understanding about all of the different initiatives that are going on. Um, it, it's amazing. I mean, I've been working at the foundation for six years and I'm still learning about, you, you'd think that maybe <laughs> you would know pretty much almost every charitable organization, but it's amazing um, how there are still some that I've, only learned about in the past few months and the kinds of amazing work that they that mm -hmm. they do yeah very well said for sure so pretty much every conversation i've had in the last year and a bit the first question has been so how has covid19 affected your day-to-day -day operations so i want to kind of pose that to you guys like how what's it like you know doing phone interviews in, or zoom interviews instead of you know seeing someone face to face maybe going down for a tour of their organization and seeing things in, in you know in the flesh compared to kind of how we've had to pivot and do things digitally this year uh how's that change for you what do you like about it what do you not like maybe just expand on that for us a little bit you mind if i start rob yeah give her uh well for me uh for impact makers for example what i would do is i would go out to a store that this impact impact maker was at or you know their business or you know their homemade um, organization and you really get to see and feel what they're doing by just being it, being there with them. And you can kind of see more of their passion. And there's nothing that replaces a face-to-face -face communication. Um, clearly with COVID, we've moved everything digital. So everything is done through Zoom now. 
which is nice because, you know, I get to spend more time at home, but I do miss that aspect of things and it has made things a bit difficult, but it's also promising because you see all of these different people and organizations still flourishing Mm -hmm. through, through this and being able to adapt to, you know, digital ways of communication. Uh, Although some have definitely suffered, it's, it's still promising to see how some people can, I guess, grow from all yeah this. yeah the adaptation has been pretty incredible just to see people who are like I, it doesn't matter what problems get put in front of them they're gonna find a way to solve them and it, that is that's definitely something impressive rob how is how is the production side changed for you like you know i know wednesdays are pr- production day to get the show uh on on the air on every thursday at noon on cjnu but yeah how's it changed for you what what do you like what do you dislike uh and maybe expand on that a little bit so in terms of the process of production, um, I've been pretty fortunate that there hasn't been a whole lot that's been very different. Um, mm-hmm. I've been pretty well equipped to do the production from my home, which is which is good. Um, but I want to kind of go back in time to you know that mid March point where you know we essentially everything was disrupted and there was Mm -hmm. so much uncertainty and Mm -hmm. people weren't really sure what you know what was going on and and um a lot of things needed to get sorted out um a lot of things needed to get sorted out really quickly in order to kind of keep the keep the work going and and there were a lot of things that um i don't think anyone really anticipated in terms of you know people's workflow and and how things that we were things that were routine um we couldn't really do in the same way anymore mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for the show um we kind of wound up in a bit of a tough spot because we had this program that we needed to produce every week which involved reaching out to charitable organizations and having them tell their story but we also were in such a time where it wouldn't have been appropriate to just you know to call up a charity while they're trying to figure out how to how to keep even just keep the lights on and keep things Mm -hmm. going Mm -hmm. um so we had to really alter course and figure out a way that we could still do what we're doing but not um but not really be an an added disruption to you know to to charities that were really that really needed Mm -hmm. to focus on on doing the work that they're doing and so for the first little bit when we were on the air march april may um we went we we did our best to go deep into the archives and <laughs> highlight some of the past stories that we did, but also um, provide our own updates about what we were hearing about what the organizations were were doing in the meantime. Yeah. Um, and it was also uh, an opportunity to, yeah, to just highlight um, highlight what what the COVID response was and how people could 
could help out in mm-hmm. in helping these charities navigate what was a, a really really difficult time yeah those early days nobody knew what was going on we were you know we had so many different reports and different organizations saying like we don't know if we're going to survive this and we're still kind of in that things have settled down a little bit now but i mean let's talk big picture about the philanthropic sector because We've been working in it for, you know, half a decade now, Rob, you and I and Sunny, three, four, almost four years. What do you guys think, you know, of the big picture of, of philanthropy? What do you, like, what do you enjoy working about this sector? What have you learned? Um, what, what have you found, you know, inspirational? What have you found difficult? Let's just expand on that a little bit because I think it, you, you guys are uniquely equipped visiting, you know, th- probably interviewing thousands of people over the last five years and seeing the different aspects of what's going on as far as charity is concerned. So like, what do you guys think of, of where we're at as far as Winnipeg is concerned when it comes to philanthropy in general? I would have to say, Nolan, that ignorance is bliss. Mm. Before joining the foundation, I was nowhere near in the philanthropic sector. And now that I'm here, you find out that there's so many organizations doing so many great things, but even more so, there's so many people out there with so many needs. Right. Very well said. You know, just... Being part of this philanthropic world, it's just, I keep saying that same word, but inspiring to see these different organizations doing so much with so little, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it's all about finding ways to make things happen. Mm -hmm. Um, One story just most recently, just hearing about um, the organizations helping out refugee or immigrant communities, helping them transition, providing classes, providing them with communication tools like iPads and stuff. And I didn't know like those things were needed, you Mm -hmm, know, growing mm up. It's just simply, simply inspirational. Yeah. It's just because you don't think of it, right? Like it's not like, it's not like we're not empathetic people, but you know, everyone has their own lives and until you're kind of shown it until you kind of like live it it's tough to really know what's going on out there rob same question what do you what do you think what have you gained from doing this show and talking to so many charities and being engrossed in the philanthropic sector for for so many years i have to echo sunny on this one um yeah it's it's so inspiring to see the scale and the scope of the work that happens in our community every single day mm-hmm. um we have so many so many winnipeggers who are engaged and who care and who want to make the community better um at the same time the needs and the challenges are immense they're enormous and i think all we can really do is just continue to try to do the best that we can for to to continue to create the the city that we want to see. Yeah, very well said. Very well said, boys, for sure. Well, at the t- end of our time together, we do a little segment called Just Because. It's all about the causes you guys care about and the effect that it's had on your lives. Are you okay to go through seven questions? We've only done a couple podcasts with two people, so maybe we'll go, Sonny, you answer first, and then Rob answer second, and we'll go from there. Sound good? Sounds good. Okay, great. So going back in time, the first question is, what's the very first cause you ever remember caring about? 
little Sonny and little Rob back in grade whatever, what what did you guys first care about, Sonny? Um, again, there's so many causes that I've learned to care about, actually. But one that I would say that would be the first is proper representation of the Asian community. Mm-hmm. Um, as a Canadian child born from Filipino immigrant parents, um, I rarely ever saw someone that looked like me on magazines, TV, or the movies with maybe the exception of Ernie Reyes Jr. in the Ninja Turtles. Um, it made me always feel like I had to be more of what I saw in that mainstream mm. instead of embrace my heritage. Right. Yeah, representation. We've I've talked about that with a few of the guests in the last couple episodes of like the vital necessity of representation and as a you know privileged white male every superhero already looked like me and i didn't even that wasn't even on my radar until i understood like okay you know like this is so important because like why shouldn't every kid be like i could be superman you know i could be batman i could be whatever and 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 i never really put two and two together that's a great answer rob same question what's the uh what's the first cause you ever remember caring about uh i want to say the environment I think um, back when I was really, really young, um, I'm not sure how old I was. I might have been around like kindergarten age. And um, I remember seeing these magazines that were on sale at the local supermarket. Um, and they were published by an organization called Kids for Saving Earth. And in these magazines, they just had all these different articles and activity ideas and uh, really promoted the idea of reduce, reuse, recycle. And I think that I think that really became ingrained in me from from that point. And I'm, I think like some of the TV I was watching and books I was reading at the same time, um, were sort of environmentally conscious as well so that kind of reinforced it also but I think that would if I had to really go back in time and um, try to pinpoint the first cause that I cared about I think it would be I think it would be the environment question two if money and politics and logistics were no issue for you and you could just snap your fingers and something would happen something would change in the world what would you do in support of your current cause Sonny we live in a world that is extremely divided, um, and much of that is due to our upbringings. Uh, if all children were taught cultural competency in, er- in their early, I guess, uh, de- developmental years, and then maybe once more in junior high, I feel that it could help break down that divide. Very well said. Great idea. I love it. Rob, what about, what about you? Same question. If money and politics and, no- and logistics were no issue, you could just snap your fingers, what would you do to uh, support your cause? This is a big one, but seeing as how money and politics and logistics aren't going to get in the way, I think we we probably should tackle something big. Um, I think I would ensure that society was equitable for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think yeah. what we're seeing more and more and what the pandemic has if not revealed, then definitely shone a a spotlight on is just how 
much inequity there is in society Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. everyone deserves to have the same opportunities everyone deserves respect and I think we've seen so many examples where that is unfortunately not the case Mm -hmm. um and you know, I I hope we continue to to move forward to greater equity for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I th- I think that would be the one thing that if I could snap my fingers and and make something happen, you know, I think that's that a, would be that's a big one. So yeah, <laughs> if you got a wish, you might as well go big, right? Go big or go home. Great answer, lovely. Thank you. Uh, question three is: What's the biggest misunderstanding or stigma about the cause you care most about right now, Sunny? I think the biggest misunderstanding or issue is that people believe one thing and that's the only thing that they can believe in. I think that we all need to understand that just because we were taught one thing that a person's differing viewpoint shouldn't be just disregarded. You know, there has to be an understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find so much these days that like, conversation people people are having arguments but they're not even on the same they don't even start from the same place they're not even like at the same level or they're not even really arguing about the same thing and it's weird to see that that like you have to make sure you fully understand the person's point of view and perspective before you even start to you know have a conversation with them it's it's bizarre to me uh rob same thing same question question three what's the biggest misunderstanding or stigma about i don't know if you want to talk about equity or the environment or anything you want what's the biggest misunderstanding that you you've come up across i think the idea that it has to be sort of a zero sum that that in order for someone to advance that someone else has to lose and that there's no way to create a a world in which everyone can win and and a world that can be better for everyone the idea that um you know that things have to be worse for someone in order for things to be better for someone else and it's up to us to really reflect upon the challenges of the world and find ways that we can make a win-win like that's Mm -hmm. what that's what advancing equity is all about. So um, I think it just requires people to reframe their thinking and adopt a, a different mindset. And I think yeah. that's the first step toward creating creating a society where we truly all can that it, that it can be a win-win for everyone. Well said, sir, for sure. Uh, question four, when is a time in your life where you had to pivot because plan A didn't work out, so you had to go to plan B? Sonny? I'd probably have to say the time where I decided to take on a communications career. Mm. Uh, before that, I was working uh, in a lot of sales, management, retail jobs over a decade, you know, um, and I found myself working extremely long hours, very little pay, uh, you know, coming home and staring at a wall for, an, for a couple hours before I could even fall asleep. Oof, I yeah. felt that I was really empty inside and I needed to do something that would give me more of that personal satisfaction. 
and something that would help build pride in myself. So I decided to, you know, take up this career. And honestly, it's been the best move I've ever made. I get to work with these fine boys uh, <laughs> and I get to work with or share the message of some amazing people in our organization and in our community. Um, not only just the organizations, but hear about the different donors. Mm-hmm. You know, those people are amazing. Yeah. It's pretty cool to see. Yeah, very well said. Uh, Rob, same question. What's the time in your life that plan A was obviously not working? So let's go to plan B. I think similar to Sunny, um, I didn't really plan from day one that I'd have a career in the philanthropic sector. Um, my background, Nolan, we both went to college in the same program. So my background is in media production and um i did some freelance work but uh wound up applying with the foundation for what initially started as as more of a general communications uh job and around that time the radio show uh plans for the radio show began and it started to use a little bit more of the specific skill set that i had um But, you know, even though things may not have gone as I would have maybe thought the moment I graduated from college, um, you know, it's been so great and so rewarding, um, not only to have, not only to be, um, in a position where I can really use my skill set to, to, to help the charitable sector, which is, which is awesome like I can't think of anything you know more more fulfilling and more rewarding um but also I think on a on a personal level I think being at the foundation um the foundation is 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 such a special place to work at and I get to work with so many amazing colleagues get to learn about so many great organizations that are doing awesome work, get to speak with them one-on-one and, and get them, get to learn about their stories. Um, yeah, you know, I I think even though you may have a, a plan in mind, um, sometimes sometimes things work out even better than, than you might norm, you might have otherwise thought. For sure. Um, yeah, I'm I'm so grateful to be for with sure. the foundation. For sure, and yeah, sometimes Plan B is a little bit better than Plan A. So yeah, I'm I, everything that you said, I completely echo. Yeah, we're very very lucky, very privileged to have these positions and and you know be able to talk to the people that we get to talk to. Uh, question five, Sunny, if you want to go first, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Hmm, I don't know if it's advice, but it's more of a saying. If you died today, what would your tomb? T- uh, tombstone say mm. and would, would you be proud of what you accomplished mm-hmm. so I took that as advice you know and I try uh, I mean I'm not perfect but I try to live my life in a way that I could be proud right yeah very well said Rob same question what's the uh, best piece of advice that you've ever been given I think it's not so much a piece of advice but more of an idea or a concept um, and that's the idea of practicing gratitude um mm. Needless to say, it's been a really it's been a really tough year for everyone, and 
sometimes, you know, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to process what's going on. It's tough to process things that are going on in the world outside. There's a lot of negativity out there. Um, and one thing that's really helped me is to take a step back when times seem really tough or if I'm, I'm having a bad day and just focus on the things that I'm grateful for. And I, I have a lot to be grateful for. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I have a wonderful job where I get to, again, where I get to interview um, so many amazing organizations. Um, I'm, I'm very lucky in a lot of ways. And um, taking that step back and just being, just making it a deliberate, a deliberate, um, a deliberate practice. Yeah, we, uh, so many of my recent guests, we've kind of talked about gratitude and we all have things to be thankful for, but everyone has problems, but we all have things to be thankful for too. And I think that's a, a nice thing that you can remind uh, ourselves of, of every so often. Yeah, great answer. S question six is what advice would you give your 10-year-old self if you could talk to him right now, Sonny? I would say don't ever stop growing and learning because the world is much bigger than yourself. Mm. Um, and also to love and treat yourself the same way you would treat others that you love. That one is so huge. Like there's kind of a, a saying that whenever, whenever one of my friends is like saying like, Oh, I'm such an idiot or like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm so stupid. It's like, Hey, don't, don't talk to my friend that way. Like you wouldn't let someone insult your friend. So why would you let your friend insult themselves, you know? And I think that I never really thought of it that way, but it's so true. That negative self-talk is so, is so damaging. Uh, so Rob, same question. Uh, what would you, if you could talk to a little 10 year old Robbie, what would you, uh, what would you tell him right now? I would say to stay the course and mm. not let, you know, the, the, problems you're facing right now get you down um mm -hmm. a lot of the things that you're dealing with at that at that time in your life are are not going to matter um <laughs> mm -hmm. they're not going to matter when you get older mm -hmm. and um yeah, I think that would be my advice that's that I'd a give myself. Great answer and very common that I feel like so many kids think that you know, this is the end of the world. I, if I don't get this X, then my life is over. Right. And everything is life or death. And that, that perspective is so hard to get when you're, when you're younger. Great answer. Uh, so boys, last question. It's the hardest one. Everyone usually, uh, finds it the most difficult, but we'll see what you guys come up with. What question seven is, what do you want to be remembered for? Sunny? Well, this is going to sound super cliche and I'm sure you've heard it a million times, but I want to be remembered as someone who helped make the world a better place. And my world right now is my future baby girl. So I guess my way of doing that is by creating a great human. Beautiful. Well, congratulations. Yes, I'm very, we're all very excited for, for your future baby girl. Uh, Rob, last question, same to you. What do you want to be remembered for? Kind of on the same page as Sunny. Um, I would say kindness and someone who worked to 
leave the world better than how I found it. I think at the end of the day, um, I think just waking up every day with the, with that, with that mindset of, you know, wanting to, what can I do to, to make the world a little bit better? And it doesn't have to be something monumental. Um, it could be, Mm -hmm. it could be just a small gesture, but, um, but just, yeah, as someone who, um, someone who wanted to, to make the world a better place and, and leave it better than how I came into it. Beautiful. Well, gentlemen, you've made my world a better place. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. I'm going to remember you both for kindness and for, you know, improving the foundation, improving the podcast, improving your radio show, and just making uh, Winnipeg a better place. Uh, Sonny Promolo, Robert Zirk, hosts and producers of the Because Radio Weekly Show on 93.7 CJNU every Thursday at noon. So if you tune into 93.7 on your radio dial, you can hear these two lovely gentlemen talk about the good news stories here in Winnipeg. Guys, thanks for being on the show, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for having us, Nolan. Thank you again to Rob and Sonny for your time and for being on the podcast. (laughs) Obviously, it's a bit of a uh, weird dynamic to interview your co-workers but I think you know they're both such great guys doing such great work and I just wanted to have them on the show to talk a little bit about it and to share the good news about Because Radio uh, so listen to the show if you ever get the chance every Thursday at noon on 93.7 CJNU or as I mentioned at the top of the program you can visit becauseradio.org uh, or pretty much search Because Radio anywhere you get your podcasts as well they've got a digital presence so check them out you can also hear more of our show at becauseandeffect.org or however you happen to be listening right now. Uh, go ahead and search for all 60 of the other episodes. Uh, you, anywhere you get your podcasts, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, pretty much everywhere. But uh, thank you very much to, for listening to this episode and for supporting the show. You might be wondering what's up with this sort of because radio, because and effect, and what, what the because is all about. But when we first launched the podcast, we were looking for a name, and Rob, who we interviewed on the show just today, came up with because because and effect Uh, so kudos to him and it's all tied in with the uh, Winnipeg Foundation's causes campaign which focuses on the causes keep people care about and why so because radio is a playoff of that and we're just talking about causes they were all being one happy uh, cause and because family all music on this show was produced and composed by Trenton Burton. You can hear more of his music at trentonburton.com. And Because and Effect is a podcast from the Winnipeg Foundation. You can hear all of our episodes at becauseandeffect.org or search Because and Effect anywhere you get your podcasts. To learn more about the foundation itself, visit wpgfdn.org or follow us on social media at wpgfdn on pretty much all the socials. I'm at Nolan Bicknell signing off until next week. And remember... The optimist sees the rose and not its thorns. The pessimist stares at the thorns, oblivious to the rose. Bye-bye.